On the banks of the Red Sea, there, there's a school that's known to all. Its specialty is winning. Hey, and the Spartans play good ball. Hey, yeah, hey, dab. Mel Tucker is the greatest coach in the state of Michigan. Kenneth Walker is the Heisman. Jim Harbaugh, you stupid idiot. All you had to do was stop the run. Michigan fans are cowards. I can't even imagine coming away from that game and blaming nothing but the rescue state. Michigan stinks. Michigan State owns them. That's just how the world works. Fight, fight, Rotheem, fight. Michigan State beats their ass. Let's go, man. Let's go, folks. This is the Detroiter. This might be the podcast to end all podcasts. Let me get it out of the way right now. If you didn't take a clue from that open. Red Wings, Lions, Pistons, don't care. Get out of here. If you're here for them, you're here for the wrong reasons. See ya. Michigan State, Michigan, that's all I'm going to talk about. Michigan State, again, wins the big game. Wins a game that matters. Uh-oh, backs up against the ropes. Cade McNamara is having the game of his life. Michigan State, what's going to happen? We got fucking coaches. We got coaches on the Michigan sideline taking team pictures like they won the Super Bowl halfway through the first quarter. Do you believe that? We got coaches, not players. It's not the kids. It's not 20-year-old guys fired up. We got coaches that are supposed to be doing their fucking jobs celebrating like Paul Bunyan's in the bag in the first quarter. What an absolute moron that guy is. Osborne, whatever. What an asshole. What an idiot. You look foolish now, don't you? Let's take some more pictures. Take some pictures with that empty trophy cabinet, you bum. Jim Harbaugh once again proves he might not be all he was cracked up to be. He once again proves despite having one objective, One thing he had to do going into the game Saturday, he still was unable to do it. Whether he didn't want to, whether he didn't even realize he had to do it, all he had to do was make sure Kenneth Walker didn't dominate his football team, and that's exactly what Kenneth Walker did. How can you sit there as a Michigan fan and be all right with that? You're head coach. You're golden boy. You're fucking Achilles. Your knight in shining armor, the guy or Hercules, not Achilles, the guy who's supposed to save the world. He didn't do the one thing, the only thing he had to do. All he had to do, Michigan State, they love to run the ball. When Kenneth Walker gets going, they win a lot of fucking games. All you got to do, Jimbo, is stop that man. And Kenneth Walker torched them for 197 and five touchdowns. How fucking pathetic by Jim, Jim Harbaugh. All he had to do, the quarterback whisperer, this guy knows QBs. This guy, Brad Andrew Luck, the QB whisperer. Yeah, it's no big deal. He's been through seven quarterbacks in seven years. That doesn't mean anything, surely. All he had to do is stick with the guy that's been lighting MSU up all afternoon. Uh Uh-uh. 
Uh-uh, Mr. Big Brain Jim Harbaugh, Mr. Genius, Mr. Who's Got It Better Than Us. Apparently, anybody with a working brain, Jim, he had to throw J.J. McCarthy in there. He had to throw a shiny new toy, the young kid who's talking shit to fans coming out of the half. That fucking bum, McCarthy, he had to throw him out there. Hey, J.J., thanks for playing for U of M. Thanks for being an idiot. Thanks for being a bum yourself. He puts it on the turf. MSU takes it, scores. Change the game. Jim Harbaugh just couldn't resist. Mr. Quarterback, Mr. Genius, Mr. Golden Boy couldn't resist putting in the true freshman who on the last drive had a fumble that was inexplicable. A fumble that screamed, "Uh uh-oh, little Mr. JJ, you're not playing against 16-year-olds that are half your size. Mr. JJ got a little scared and tossed the football on the ground. The following drive, Jim Harbaugh couldn't help himself but to put him back in the game. And he fumbled again. He didn't even get touched. He didn't get touched. Jacob, he sniffed. He sniffed a green jersey and dropped the ball on the ground. And it changed the game. But but Michigan fans, they want to come on here and talk about the referees. They want to talk about, oh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. If they would have just stopped... I got people telling me, oh, man, MSU won because of that running back. Like, like that's a bad thing. Like, Michigan fans, after they just got fucking embarrassed again, Michigan fans coming on saying, oh, oh, if you didn't have Kenneth Walker, you would have gotten blown out. What the hell does that even mean? Oh, okay, yeah, but we do have Kenneth Walker. If, if New England didn't have Tom Brady all those years, they might not have won six Super Bowls. Oh, but they did have Tom Brady. If water didn't exist on earth, all human beings would be dead. Oh, but it does, and we're here. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, if they didn't have Kenneth Walker, yeah, but they do, and you p- couldn't stop him because your coach is a bum. I can't believe there are Michigan fans that after everything that's happened, not this year, not Saturday, over the last like 8, 10, 15 years, as Michigan State has unequivocally taken control of this rivalry, I can't believe there are Michigan fans that have the audacity to come out after a game like that, after you blew a 16-point lead, after you got dominated, dominated in the fourth quarter when it mattered, and they still have the audacity to come out and say, the referees, the referees, are you kidding me? Fucking losers, losers. You belong in Michigan. If you got that mentality, that's the Michigan man right there. Forget the Michigan man, it's a Michigan mentality. Uh-oh, we lost, something went wrong. It couldn't possibly be our fault. It couldn't possibly be Jim Harbaugh's fault that he had to put J.J. McCarthy in the game. It couldn't possibly be the University of Michigan's fault that they failed to do the only thing they had to, which is stop Kenneth Walker. It couldn't possibly be their fault. Loser fucking mentality for a loser program. That's what that is. You come out, you blame the refs. Loser. Loser mentality. Admit it. Hey, and as well as Cade McNamara played, he missed a few throws that could have changed the game as well. There were a couple deep balls he overthrew guys. He had them. They were six points. He missed them. You didn't turn touchdowns or you didn't turn red zone possessions into touchdowns. You turned them into field goals because Michigan State's defense, Ben, don't break. I've been saying it all fucking season. Everybody wanted to say, oh, State's defense stinks. All season, all week long, I said, 
this defense is better than people think. They give up yards, but they don't give up points. You get down there, they hold you to field goals, and our offense scores touchdowns. That's exactly what happened to Michigan. You want to blame the refs? How about you blame Jim Harbaugh for getting way too fucking cute with it in a crucial moment? How about you blame everybody associated with the program for not stopping Kenneth Walker, for not stopping the most obvious avenue Michigan State had to victory? How about you blame those people? How about you blame Cade McNamara for missing guys open, deep? How about you blame them there? How about you blame the run game? Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins. Maybe you give a little credit. Try that, Michigan fans. Once in your life, maybe give a little credit for the Michigan def- or Michigan State defense shutting down Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. All I heard, again, all I heard all week, oh, the Corum-Haskins duo is better than Kenneth Walker. Imagine that. How stupid do you fucking feel now? All I heard, Michigan State won't be able to stop our run game. They didn't do shit. Mel Tucker, he did what he had to do. The Michigan State defense, the team, they did. They accomplished what they had to. They executed the only game plan they could have had. It had to be stop the Michigan run game. They stopped the Michigan run game. If Cade McNamara is going to beat us, Cade McNamara is going to beat us. Mel Tucker and the Michigan State defense made it a game of the quarterback position. And guess fucking what? The quarterback play at Michigan, in the end, as good as it was from Cade McNamara, is what changed the game and won the game for Michigan State. J.J. McCarthy being a bum and putting it on the ground at the end there, crucial, crucial moment, and Cade McNamara throwing an interception at the end solidified the game. Mel Tucker, the game plan was, we want this game to be decided by their quarterback play, and it was. They had a crucial fumble and a crucial interception, and Michigan State won the game. Michigan State had to stop their run game, and they did. Michigan State offensively had to run the ball. They know Michigan's got a good defense. I said all week, that's the difference, too, between Michigan State and Michigan fans. Like Michigan fans, it's okay. It's okay. This is part of the reason everybody fucking hates you. It's okay to admit that other people do good things. It's okay to say, you know what? Kenneth Walker is good. All these people telling me, oh, Kenneth Walker, cotton candy yards, hasn't played a real defense. He's not Blake Corum or Hassan Haskins. You're right, dude. He is not even close to those guys. I mean, they looked like to- they looked like they were playing different games. You know, do Blake Corum has- and Hassan Haskins know you're supposed to gain yardage? You're supposed to make plays out of nothing when the Michigan State front stuffs the hole. You're supposed to make plays. They should watch some Kenneth Walker film. When the initial hole stuffed, when it's not there, vision. You could teach him a thing or two about vision. Open up a new hole. Set up your blocks. They could learn a thing or two from Kenneth Walker. You guys are right. They're not on the same level. Kenneth Walker's on his own level. Those guys are fucking JV compared to Kenneth Walker. It's okay, Michigan fans. You can say Kenneth Walker's a great back. That's allowed. You can say Michigan State's got a pretty good defense. That's why people fucking hate you. That's why I had to run a three-minute rant and the entire open to this show shitting on you. It's okay to give credit where credit is due. Oh, Kenneth Walker hasn't run on anybody. Kenneth Walker, you haven't played a good defense. He's not Blake Corm. He's not Hassan Haskins. And lo and behold, that, that guy, that guy that's not on the level of your running backs, that guy that hasn't seen a defense like Michigan, that guy that ha- had trouble against Indiana, mm. He just fucking buried you single-handedly. How's that feel, you fucking losers? And then you're going to go blame the referees. 
Now, if you're a normal Michigan fan, you're not delusional. You're not running around crying about the refs. You're not running around. I'll never get it. Talking about how if you didn't have Kenneth Walker, yeah, but we do, you idiot. If you're not one of those people, then, hey, it was a hell of a game, one of the best I've ever seen. Respect, you lost your Michigan. That's what you guys do. Michigan State, this is the difference. Michigan talks. Michigan pretends. Michigan lives in the black and white and leather helmet era. Michigan State does. Michigan State executes. Michigan State wins. Michigan State doesn't give a fuck what was happening when FDR was in office. Michigan State cares about what happened Saturday. They care about now. I don't give a shit how many games you won when you were playing the school of the blind. That doesn't matter to anybody. Michigan fans love bringing that up after you get stomped again by Michigan State. Michigan fans love bringing that up. 78 and 31 overall. Dude, (laughs) how fucking sad is it that those people feel the need to bring up games that were happening when, when air warfare was brand new? When Adolf Hitler was running the show in Germany, how does that feel? Like how depressed, how bad did Michigan State crush your loser fucking spirit to be bringing up games from World War II? Man, that must be tough. I love that though. That's honestly my favorite part after these games. Like I said, Michigan fans are ridiculous leading up to the game. Nothing Michigan State has is good. Kenneth Walker's not that good. The defense isn't good. Mel Tucker's overhyped. No credit to anybody ever. And as soon as the game ends, the referees, this and that, excuses. That's what Michigan does. They make excuses. They talk. They don't show. They're fucking losers. That's what they do. I'm sorry, Michigan fans. How can you even deny it at this point? Honest to God, if you're a Michigan fan, how can you deny it at this point? That's what the Michigan football program is built on. It's talking shit that you know you can't back up. It's pretending that other teams don't exist. It's pretending that Kenneth Walker isn't a Heisman candidate, even though anybody who's watched him play once this year, you instantly can tell, oh, this guy's different than all of the others. It's pretending, it's delusion, it's being blind, it's making excuses. It's a loser fucking program. It's a B-tier program. Michigan's the big bad bully. When Maryland comes to town, when you got, well, I was going to say Rutgers, but uh uh-oh, that was a little bit of a toughie for you guys this year too. When Maryland comes to town, when you get to play Purdue, Michigan's the big bad bully. Michigan's Mr. Juggernaut. Michigan, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, this is the best team in the country. When they get to play weak-ass bottom feeder teams, Michigan's big, tough, strong. They're shoving kids into the locker. But what happens when someone their own size comes on? I won't even, for Michigan fans, for your sake, I won't even get into the Ohio State rivalry. We'll leave that alone today. I won't even mention how they fucking have dominated you my entire life. I won't mention how you haven't beaten them in, like, what was it, 15 years? I won't mention any of that. Michigan, what happens when the big boys come along? What happens when Penn State or Michigan State, we won't mention Ohio State, God forbid. What happens when some of those guys knock on the door? They're tough and strong. Blake Corum looks great against fucking Indiana. Cade McNamara torches kids when you get to play Western Michigan. What happens when another big boy comes up? What happens when you got to face someone your own size? What happens when Michigan State is lined up across from you? Not so tough. Not so strong. 
Not so big, not so angry. Uh, the talk is the same. The talk, for some reason, gets worse. Yet the play, mm, that's not Jim Harbaugh's best team ever, is it? Couldn't possibly be because you just blew a 16-point lead to Michigan State. What happens, Michigan? Oh, the big bad bullies. And then Michigan State sits at the table, and you guys, uh-oh, the dick shrivels up inside of you. What happens, Michigan? That's why people fucking hate Michigan. And I'm not even saying Michigan State fans are Ohio State fans. That's why people from Georgia, people from Florida, people from California, people unassociated with Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State look and hear Michigan fans talk, and they go, oof. I fucking hate those guys. I hope they lose. That's why Brandon Walker is like, Jesus Christ, Michigan's insufferable. You guys think that you're Alabama, but in reality, you're like Northwestern, except you don't go to Big Ten championship games. So maybe you're not even Northwestern. You guys, I don't know. What are you? Purdue, you have a good season here and there? You guys think you're all these different things. You're Indiana. You beat up on the bad teams, sure. You look great against Maryland, but then comes along a real fucking team, and all of a sudden it's the ref's fault. All of a sudden, oh, the holding call that didn't – all of a sudden, the P.I. That's weird how that never happens against Indiana, Maryland. But anytime you play someone real, oh, it's not Michigan's fault. The answer couldn't possibly be that Michigan isn't up to snuff with the rest of these programs. That couldn't possibly be the reason you can't fucking beat Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State when it matters. That couldn't possibly be the reason Jim Harbaugh is seven years in and hasn't even sniffed Indianapolis. That couldn't possibly be the reason. No, no, it can't be that Michigan's not good enough. It can't be that Michigan's a B-tier, sorry-ass program. No, it's the referees. Oh, it was raining. Co no, it was the COVID year. No, 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 the weather, it was under 54 degrees. No, no, the football, it was a different football. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Loser fucking mentality for a loser program. That's what it is. Michigan State does. Michigan State, they don't talk. Yeah, I talked some shit before the game. I thought State was better. I thought State was going to win. And guess what? I was right. They fucking did. Michigan State, I said, that's, this is the difference between you and me. If you're a Michigan fan and you just want to choke me out, punch me in the face, I don't mind. If, you th if you're sitting there like, this guy stinks, he's talking all this shit, hey, that's the point of Rivalry Week. I had people on my TikTok, I had three straight minutes of just ripping on Michigan because, of course, they're fucking losers. Three straight minutes, I had people leaving comments, this guy's insufferable, win, win with some class. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. That's the point of this game. That's the point of rivalries. And guess what? When we beat Indiana, when we beat or, or beat Penn State or Ohio State, all right, good game, whatever. Respect. Why do you think that it's when we beat Michigan that all of us can't keep a, a lid on our mouths? What do you think the reason is? Is it because you delusional fuckers talk shit all week leading up? Acting like we don't have a Heisman candidate? Acting like we aren't the real deal? Acting like we haven't owned this series? Acting like you aren't the ones that need to prove something? Of course, that's why I come out talking shit. And if you say, oh, win with some class, you're a loser as well. And not a loser in an actual loser way. You're lame. You're a lame loser. I mean, it's rivalry week. That's the point of rivalries. And if Michigan would have won, pff, like that could happen. If we rewinded to like 1998, maybe. 
If Michigan would have won, I'd be sitting here taking it. That's the point of rivalries. You talk shit. You gloat. That's why they exist. That's why everybody cares about that game, no matter how much Michigan fans want to close their eyes and hide under the covers and pretend like they don't care. That's why. Because you get to talk shit. You get to gloat. I get to call Michigan a bum-ass program, and there's nothing they can do about it. That's why. Whew. I felt good. I felt good. I love – I mean, like, is it – what's fucked up is – I just went on a 20-minute tear, and it's true. Michigan fans before the week, for real, were acting like Kenneth Walker's some no-name, just at run-of-the-mill guy. Have you watched him play one time? One single time. If you have, you'd know. You would know. They were talking about Corum and Haskins. You would know. Watch him one fucking time. The disrespect. The disrespect, talking about, oh, we don't know the name of anybody on state's defense. You don't know Xavier Henderson? That guy put four different Michigan players underneath graves Saturday. You don't know his name? Chuck Brantley mossing the entire city of Ann Arbor at the end of that game. You don't know anyone's name, Braylon Edwards? The disrespect, talking like it's still 2003. Braylon, it's not. You guys. You guys haven't done dick besides run your mouths and get your asses beat for the last 15, 20 years. The disrespect. D'Antonio was right. Call it cliche. It was fucking true. Pride comes before the fall. It's not over. It will never be over. And it's still, we just beat your sorry ass again. We just embarrass your bum asses again. We just put a bullet in Jim Harbaugh. And it's still not fucking over. We're going to come again next year with more intensity, more want to, more focus. We're going to come harder than you guys again next year. That's the difference between Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan, you should be sitting there licking your wounds like we refuse to win that or lose that game again. But it's going to be the same story next year because you guys were winning games in 1912 against Harvard Science Club. They're going to be talking about, oh, Oh, Michigan's got this and that. MSU doesn't have shit. And Michigan State's going to come out again, kick your ass, silence you fucking losers, and they're going to come back. Oh, the big house. Oh, it was too loud in the big house. That could never happen. Who am I kidding? That place is a fucking library. Oh, it was too cold in Michigan. Oh, it rained. Oh, the, the turf. There were too many tire pellets on the turf. That's the difference. That's the difference. I know, even though State has complete control, even though Mel Tucker owns you, even though we just ended you, I know again next year MSU is going to want it more. They're going to come with more intensity. They're going to come more prepared, and they're going to beat your sorry ass again. That's the difference. I saw a quote, Connor Cook. Someone ran into Connor Cook outside Spartan Stadium Saturday and asked him his prediction of the game. He said, are you kidding me? It's Michigan. We always beat Michigan. That's where we're at right now. Michigan fans, you can run. You can hide. You can ask your grandpa what it was like watching the football team during the Vietnam era. You can do anything you want. You can plug in the black and white VHS cassette tape. Guess what? I don't give a fuck about any of those games, and nobody does. And if you say you do, you're a liar. 
the only reason you say that is because you're in denial that you losers can't do anything today. You losers can't do anything that you would actually care about. You losers can't do anything that you remember. You bring up the, oh, 78 and 31. Great, dude. Fucking congrats on the wins from World War II. That's awesome. I wasn't alive. I don't. I don't care what happened in 2006. I barely remember anything. The only thing I remember is the Tigers Maglio home run. You think I care about shit that happened in 1984? You think I care about the the win loss record in 1942? Delusional. I care about what happens now. And what happens now is Michigan State beats your ass every year. You talk. You act like you're all that, but in reality, you're an Indiana level, a Northwestern without the Big Ten appearance level program that should be kissing the ring of Michigan State Spartans everywhere. And even more so, the audacity of guys like Taylor Lewan to talk shit. Bro, you got dominated. You were one and four against MSU in your career. <laughs> you shouldn't even be allowed to think about Michigan State unless it's having a nightmare. The fact that guys like that still talk shit. Michigan media members still go out. Kenneth Walker had cotton candy yards. Mel Tucker's overhyped. This defense can't stop anyone. Ha. Xavier Henderson said it best. What are they talking about now? That's the difference. Michigan talks. Michigan State does. Michigan pretends. Michigan loses. Michigan State, they're for real. They don't fucking pretend. They don't talk about what happened in 1960, right? They don't talk about, oh, if only this, or what if this, or it should have been like this. They do. They've, they're they for real. They fucking win. I hope this sinks in a bit for Michigan fans. I love gloating. I love talking shit to Michigan because there's no fan base on earth like them. I'm a Lions fan. A lot of, if you're a Michigan fan listening right now, you're probably a Lions fan too. We don't sit around talking about, wait, we won that. What do you mean? What do you mean? You can't talk shit about the Lions. We were sick in the 1950s. We don't do that, do we? So why the fuck do you do it? Losers. That's why. You know who blames the refs? You know who blames people other than themselves? People who know they aren't good enough and don't want to admit it. Fucking losers. Shout out to Mel Tucker. Shout out to that defense. Shout out to Kenneth Walker. Shout out to the O-line. Shout out Peyton Thorne making the plays when he had to. Shout out Spartan Nation, dude. East Lansing was more electric than I've seen it in my entire life. Shout out to the game of football. One of the most incredible days, one of the most incredible events I've ever witnessed, been a part of. And Michigan State does what Michigan State does. They won when it mattered. They didn't talk before the game. They kicked their ass. And Xavier Henderson had a few things to say after the game because he earned the right. Michigan State remembers. It's not over. And they're going to do the same fucking thing next year. That's the difference between MSU and Michigan. MSU, they're going to spend offseason preparing figuring out how to whoop their ass again. Michigan's going to spend the offseason talking about referees, talking about why was JJ in there, talking about this and that, making excuses, being fucking losers. Michigan State, they're winners. All right, now that I got that Michigan ripping out of the way, I had to, dude. You, I, I, I can't contain it. I fucking cannot contain it. Take a quick break. We'll talk about the game. I won't. Michigan fans, if there are any of you still with me, I'd be fucking shocked. <laughs> had to, though. 
Had to rip you apart. Didn't have a choice. Stop being losers. Stop talking about wins that happened 60 years ago. Stop talking about the referees. Stop being fucking losers. And rants like that, me shoving your face in it, that wouldn't have to happen. If that shit happens, like D'Antonio said, it had to be shoved. That shit happens because of the disrespect. That shit happens because of the arrogance and the fraudulent superiority complex. That's why that, call us little brother. Call us whatever you want. Little brother whoops your ass every single time they meet. And it matters. I guess, asterisk, we've lost before. (laughs) When it matters, little brother whoops your ass. Have a little bit of humble to you. Have a little bit of realism. Realize you're fucking Indiana wearing maize and blue right now. Realize that and stuff like this won't happen as frequently. If you're still here, I'll cool it. I'll cool it off. Take a quick sip of water. Cool the Jets. I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about the day. Um, I will be paying a little bit of credit to Michigan fans, actually. Just the people in East Lansing. It was an unbelievable day. And Michigan fans deserve some credit, too. So now that the rant's out of the way, what a fucking win. What a game. I want to talk about Michigan State. I want to talk about Jim Harbaugh being an idiot. Um, and I want to talk about just the spectacle of everything this Saturday. So quick break. We'll be back. Before we get into the game, <clears throat> I'd like to uh, like to take a moment to amend my behavior on the first 30 minutes of today's episode. Michigan fans, respect to anybody who was in East Lansing Saturday. That was, so I lived there for four and a half years. I've been back a few times since, been up a few times before. That's the most unbelievable environment, certainly, that I've ever been a part of in East Lansing. That may be one of the most unbelievable unbelievable environments I've ever been a part of, period. And I'm not saying the game. I'm just saying the town, the area, the city, Anywhere you went on campus, off campus, it was fucking electricity in the air. You could feel it. You could feel it. And I want to say this. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State fans alike, we've been tortured by the Lions now for 60-something years. Michigan is a football state. People here love football. Everyone loves to talk about the SEC. Oh, it just means more down there. I don't know. I've never been to an SEC game. I've never been to an SEC campus. I'm sure they love football. People here in this state fucking love, love, are obsessed with football. I don't care about Alabama. I don't care about Georgia. I don't care about Florida. People here are fucking obsessed with football, and Saturday proved that. Anybody who was at the game can – Kudos. Congratulations. You were incredible. Anybody who was in East Lansing, having a good time, hanging out with your friends, maybe you brought some Michigan fans with you. Anybody who took part in creating that environment Saturday, thank you for doing your part. Thank you for being there. It was absolutely incredible. Felt like a once in a lifetime day, honestly. Walking through the the campus, walking through the town, You could feel the tension. Like, I was with a group of friends from uh, U of M. People were with Michigan fans. You had divided groups. You could still feel the tension. Like, I'm friends with whatever we want. When it comes to my good friends, I'm obviously going to talk a little shit. But we're cool. I mean, it's it's a game. 
the internet people are the main ones I'm talking. You're fucking losers. That's who I'm talking to. But you could still feel the tension. Like you're walking through tailgates. It's like, uh oh. I know these are my friends. I know I've known them forever. Someone starts talking shit to them. Like I'm not backing them up. <laughs> it's a, it's every man for himself this weekend, dude. I don't care how long I've known you. You're wearing amazing blue, dude. Someone talks shit to you. Well, it's on you. You could feel the tension. You could feel the excitement. You could feel the magic. Big Cat tweeted. They had the Barstool game they show there, and he tweeted, big college campus, big game, Halloween. There is nothing like it, and there's no better way to put it. There is nothing like what happened in East Lansing on Saturday. Everybody, and I mean every single person out there, nerves at 8 in the morning, getting after it, having a good time, creating something special. And if you were lucky enough to be there, you're not from Michigan. You've never been to East Lansing or Ann Arbor. If you were lucky enough to be around that, maybe you're in from out of town. I'm telling you, it's a special place, East Lansing. It's a special, special place. Mel Tucker said after the game, Michigan State is a football school. If that wasn't shown on Saturday, I don't know what to tell you. If you walked around that campus, around those people, if you watched the game near East Lansing, if you didn't leave with the impression this place fucking cares, these people love football, this is a football town, a football school, I don't know what to tell you. So shout out to everybody who was at the game. Shout out to everybody who was just in East Lansing, tailgating, hanging out. One of the most electric atmospheres, both in East Lansing and at the game I've ever witnessed, dude. The stadium was buzzing, buzzing from the moment it started to the moment it ended. It felt like 60 straight minutes of people screaming. Some of the roars on the Kenneth Walker when he would break one or the interception or the two-point conversion. It was e electric for 60 straight minutes. It's one of the greatest games I've ever seen, but game aside, that was one of the best crowds I've ever seen and I've ever heard. Shout out to anybody, Michigan fan, Michigan State fan. Shout out to anybody who took part in that, brought the juice, brought the energy, created a special day, created a day. I don't think many of us will soon forget whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons. Unbelievable. Felt like a once in a lifetime game. It truly did. And I've seen some, the trouble with the snap, that was a once in a lifetime game. This past Saturday felt like a once in a lifetime game. So shout out to everybody who was there. Everybody in East Lansing, a lot of old faces, a lot of people came back that haven't been back in a while. For Spartans, especially, it felt like the fam getting back together. I know they always say that shit. It's a family atmosphere, family atmosphere. Felt like that though, for real. Got celebrities down in East Lansing all these old friends flying in from all over the country. It felt like a family reunion, dude. And it was a special fucking feeling walking around, seeing people you haven't seen in a while, being places you haven't been in a while, feeling that, that energy in the air, the magic in the air, dude, something about East Lansing. I know Ann Arbor's a big town. I know Ann Arbor's sweet. I know Madison's sweet. I know there's all these cool places. And I know East Lansing, it's kind of just houses. It's a little town, although they're doing things to change that there is something special about east lansing michigan on a saturday in the fall it is it's got a charm it's got a magic it's got a buzz thank you shout out to everybody who contributed to that it was unbelievable being there saturday it was un 
fucking believable. And the people at the game, extra shout out to you guys. That was that crowd was sick. That crowd was sick for 60 straight minutes. It was awesome. Let's get into this game. Let's get into this game. Michigan fans, I'm probably going to slip in some more jabs. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm going to try to be more nice. I'm going to stop just going in. I won't be going in for 30 minutes. I'm going to try to be a little nicer, right? But let's talk about the game. Let's start with Michigan State. Let's start with the guys who won the game. Let's start with the guys who deserve the credit, right? Let's start with the reason Michigan went home with their tail tucked between their legs again. That's one of those jabs I'm talking about. That was nicer. I'm not going to take jabs. It was a little nicer, though. Kenneth Walker. And that's it. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> but for real, Michigan people were saying, oh, he's our, yeah, he's pretty good. He's no Blake Corum. Guys, I mean, they know now, don't they? Xavier Henderson, they know now what they're talking about now. They know. State fans, we've known. This guy's officially a Heisman. Officially the front runner for the Heisman. 197 and five touchdowns. Going against, what was it, the number two defense in the country? Going against a defense and a team where their prime objective should have been to not let him rush for 197 and five touchdowns. He's unbelievable. I think he's the greatest, certainly the greatest college football player in the green and white that I've ever seen. I think he's outside of maybe Saquon Barkley, maybe Derrick Henry. But again, those guys, I wasn't watching them every single Saturday. He's one of the greatest running backs I've ever seen in college football. He's an, he's an electrifying guy. He's a playmaker. I said it last week. I said it leading into the game. One of the edges I believed Michigan State had over Michigan was we had three different guys, Naylor, Reed, and, of course, Walker. Anytime they touched the ball, it could end in the end zone. I don't care if it's at our own one. I don't care if it's at year one. I don't care if it's halfway. Anytime those guys touched the ball, it could have gone the distance. And Kenneth Walker proved that as much as he possibly could have. He had the one the one touchdown that was close, another one that was like a 10-yard run. Every other one was a big play. Anytime he touches the ball, that thing can go to the house. Michigan fans didn't want to believe it. They wanted to run from the boogeyman, and that's what I was talking about, Michigan fans. It's okay. This week, it's okay to say, yeah, you're right. He is electric. He can house at any play. The disrespect, the ignorance to say that he couldn't, the ignorance and the arrogance to say that, oh, he won't do it against Michigan's defense. You don't understand. This guy is on a different level. He is on a different level. Anytime the ball touches him, it can go to the house. I don't care who is playing defense. That's how good he is, and he proved it. He is unreal, man. We are so lucky to have him. We are so lucky to watch him. Like, obviously winning's awesome, being 8-0 sick. But you know that feeling like when you watch a special player? Like Calvin Johnson with the Lions. I honestly felt this way with Stafford with the Lions. Where, yeah, you might still lose a game. You might still win a game, whatever. But when you watch him play, like, you're not even concerned about winning and losing, or that's not even at the forefront of your mind when you watch this guy. He's a guy that when you watch him, you you just, like, forget about the game. You forget about the fact that, oh, wait, we're trying. there's, like, 21 other guys that are trying to help us win. 
when you watch him, it's just, oh my God. Like it's an unbelievable, it's an outer body experience. Like, whoa, whoa, is it, this is, you, you realize in that moment, Cassius Winston, another one of those guys, when you're watching him, you realize, wait a second, I may not ever see someone like this guy for real. I may not see someone like this guy, at least for a very, very long time. He is that special. Makes plays out of nothing. Runs up the middle. It's stuffed. Bounces it outside. Touchdown. Makes one cut on a stretch play. Touchdown. Bursts through the hole. Hops over a safety. Touchdown. He's unreal at making people miss. He's unreal. He's the best running back I've ever seen at at creating holes, creating something out of nothing. Stuffed up the middle, bounce outside. Nothing to the right, let's try the left. He is unbelievable at creating plays out of nothing. I've never seen anything like it. If you didn't think he was the Heisman before, you better think he's the Heisman now. Otherwise, you need to go see a doctor. You need to get your head checked out. He's unfucking real Where would we be without him? I don't know if we'd be 8-0. Shout out to Kenneth Walker, man. Dominant performance, a Heisman caliber performance, Spartan dog performance, getting it done when it matters performance. They want to talk about Corum and Haskins. Where were they, dude? They didn't do shit. Where were they when it mattered? Where were they in the biggest game of the season? I didn't hear a fucking peep from either of them. I remember Corum dropping a pass that hit him in the gut. I remember that. Kenneth Walker showed when the chips were down, when it was all on the line. Kenneth Walker had five fucking touchdowns, dude. Try calling them not the Heisman anymore. Shout out to the defense. I know they didn't look great in the first half. I know they struggled. I know they did. When it mattered, they held them to field goals. When Peyton Thorne had those interceptions in the first half, they did what they had to do. They forced crucial turnovers. That Charles Brantley play, one of the best plays I've ever seen, especially by a defensive back. I still can't believe he picked it off, dude. Leaves his man and mosses the larger tight end to seal the fucking deal as a true freshman in a game he didn't even start. He came, I don't know when he started playing. Like Maybe around halftime he came in, and he's going to moss a bigger tight end to seal the game as a true freshman in the battle for Paul Bunyan iconic performance not to mention before that pick he was laying the hammer on dudes all day Xavier Henderson never letting these guys forget we're still in it never never losing faith Xavier Henderson setting the tone laying into kids violent violent leader strong calm leader never let the boys get too low got the stops when they needed him Cal Halliday Quavarius Crouch stuffing the run game all fucking afternoon his defense, they didn't, you know, well, I wouldn't say they shut them down. Cade McNamara had a day, but when it mattered, when it came down to it, when the chips were down, when it was winning time, defense showed. Peyton Thorne, not his best game. Made the throws when he had to, though, didn't they? At Jaden Reed, fourth down, I, I can't believe he completed that. A dime. Jaden Reed on Daxton Hill. A guy I was told, oh, Jaden Reed's not going to get open on him. Oh, well, he did. And the biggest play of the game, fourth down, dime. Fourth down to Naylor, the composure to hold, 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 and just loft it. Two-point conversion to Jaden Reed. Two-point conversion to Mosley. Peyton Thorne wasn't great either. Not his best game ever either. Did what he had to do. Made the plays that mattered. When it was winning time, when it was crunch time, when we had to fucking have it, he delivered. Offensive line. Didn't play great either. 
gave up some pressure, let Peyton get hit a bit. There were some run plays that got stuffed. They did enough, though. They opened up enough holes. Those holes were just wide enough for the Heisman to burst through. Defensive line stopping the run. Didn't get a ton of QB pressure. Had a couple big ones. The corner blitz on that third and nine, big play. Stuff in the run game all afternoon. Mel Tucker, understanding, unlike Jim Harbaugh, understanding the one thing he had to do, the one thing his team had to do, stop Michigan's run game. They did. And it got the job done. Keeping the boys in it, coming out of halftime. When they got down 16, keeping the boys in it. Chop, chop, chop. Spartan Nation, the fans, electricity for 60 minutes straight. I've never heard a crowd there like that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They could have quit. When State got down, they could have quit. They didn't. Come, Came back louder. Came back stronger. Everything about Saturday from the Michigan State perspective, beautiful, dude. Everything about being a Spartan, beautiful. Never gave up, knew what we had, knew what we were capable of, did what we had to do, had the right plan, just had to execute, knew they they didn't want to go 60 minutes with us, dominated the fourth quarter, dominated winning time. When it came down to it, when the plays had to be made, they made them. Michigan didn't. Michigan didn't. We didn't rely on the referees to bail us out. We relied on us. Unbelievable performance from Michigan State. Unbelievable performance from Michigan State. What was unreal about this game, too, it was one of the most incredible games I've ever seen. And, you know, Michigan had a good game, too, for the most part. Cade McNamara was awesome. That last pick at the end, I get, yeah, I mean, he threw the pick, but like I said, incredible play by Brantley. One of the best I've seen. Tough. Tough shit for McNamara, although he's kind of a pussy blaming the refs after the game. Zero respect for that. Mac or McCarthy, the fumble was crucial, but even he, that throw he had to Anthony was real nice. Andrell Anthony had a great game. Michigan's offense was real solid. Their defense, not so much. Their defense looked like it, and then it got time. They got a little tired. Took them to the deep end. State kept chopping. Got to the second half late in the third fourth quarter. Michigan didn't want to be there anymore. They were tired of getting blocked. They were tired of getting hit. They were tired of having to tackle Kenneth Walker. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to go 60 minutes. Much like their fan base, they were ready to crown themselves champs 30 minutes through. They were ready. They said, oh, all right, well, we started off good, so that means we're good, right? Uh Uh-uh. They didn't want to go the distance, and they couldn't. They didn't. Michigan State clawed and clawed and Claude choked them out slowly but surely into the long night. Defense didn't play well for Michigan. Harbaugh did a terrible job. Harbaugh did a terrible fucking job. That's what I don't understand. How are you a Michigan fan? And after that performance, after that game, after it went the way that it did, you're going to come out and talk about the referees when Jim Harbaugh had nothing, no answer. For Kenneth Walker, he was a Heisman candidate going into that game. And Jim Arbaugh had fucking nothing for him. Cade McNamara was lighting us up, playing the best game of his career. Jim Harbaugh, shiny new toy, Mr. Brainiac Jim Harbaugh, outsmarting himself, put JJ in. 
in our our side of the field, lays one on the turf, should have been picked up. Ronald Williams kicks it out of bounds. A play that in the moment felt like that might be the game. Like that might cost MSU the game, the fact that he didn't fall on it and he kicked it out of bounds. And then in the very next series, after J.J. McCarthy just put the ball on the ground, the very next series, he has to. You get the ball back. You get a good punt return. You're at your own forty, starting the drive. A potential if you score a touchdown on that drive, you probably ice the game. And he can't help himself, but to put JJ back in. First play of that drive, JJ puts it on the ground again. MSU recovers. MSU scores thirty thirty, and that was it. That was the turning point. MSU once that happened, they said we're not losing this fucking game to these guys. But Michigan fans. They want to come out and talk about referees? They want to talk about referees when that that's the case? They want to talk about referees? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. How? You just saw your golden boy lose the game. Two golden boys. J.J. McCarthy, all I heard all week, too. And to be honest with you, I kind of said the more J.J. plays, the more nervous I'll be. K didn't scare me at all. He played much better than I anticipated. Two golden boys, Mr. McCarthy and Mr. Harbaugh. Two golden boys all week. Reason you lost the game. Two golden boys. Two guys that were sure to dominate Michigan State. Got too cute, got too smart, tried too hard, lost you the game. And you want to come out and you want to talk about the referees. How about we talk about Jim Harbaugh? How about we talk about it being year seven? He's now three and four against Michigan State. Should be 0-6 against Ohio State and is going to be 0-7 against Ohio State. How How about we talk about that? How about we talk about J.J. McCarthy, the five-star, the guy that Michigan State's never seen a talent like him. How about we talk about him putting not one, two fumbles on the ground in a crucial part of the game? How is Jim Harbaugh putting him in the game there, by the way? After that first fumble, how is J.J. How is Harbaugh putting J.J. in the game? How do you allow that to happen? If you're an assistant coach, how are you not like, Jim, this is a terrible fucking idea. Stop, please, now, please, stop, please, now. We want to talk about the refs, though. How about the fact that the only thing your defense, your elite defense that I was told, your number two defense, your defense that is unlike anything Michigan State's had to face yet. Remember saying that? How about we talk about the fact that the only thing they had to do was stop Kenneth Walker, and he had five touchdowns on them. But they want to talk about the refs. How about the fact that Cade McNamara missed a few guys? Open deep. Big plays at the worst. Probably touchdowns. As great as he played. How about we talk about that? How about we talk about your QB that we all said all week, I'm not scared of him throwing it down the field. I'm not scared of that. How about we talk about the fact that he still did, as well as he played, he still did miss a few throws that could have changed the game. But they want to talk about the refs. I don't know, maybe Thursday, maybe we'll just keep it to a TikTok. Maybe we'll just keep it to this. Jim Harbaugh, that's the finger I'm pointing at. You can talk about the refs. You can talk about Kenneth Walker. You can talk about whatever. Jim Harbaugh, 
didn't do his job. Year seven. This guy was supposed to be winning Big Ten titles in year three. Year seven. Didn't stop a Heisman candidate. Didn't stop him. Didn't come close. Like, that's the other thing. It's not like Walker had 130 and two touchdowns where it's, that's still a pretty good game, but he didn't dominate. He fucking dominated Michigan. You knew we had a Heisman candidate going into the game. And Jim Harbaugh let that Heisman candidate dominate him to put him to three and four all time against MSU. 0-2 against Mel Tucker. Cade McNamara was playing the best game he's played as a universe as a Michigan Wolverine. Best game he's ever played. And Jim Harbaugh just had to put JJ McCarthy in the game, and it fucking cost them. Michigan fans, how about we talk about Jim Harbaugh? How about we talk about as much as you losers want to talk about referees? He's the one. He's the reason you lost the game. He came in unprepared for a Heisman candidate. Again, Heisman candidate. This isn't just some random running back that torched you for 200. This is a guy that across the country people have been talking about and people have been saying might be the best running back in the nation. And he had no game plan for him. He had no answer for him all fucking game. He did that. He came into a rivalry game. One of the biggest games he's going to play all year, probably the biggest game he's played or coached, I should say, at Michigan, had no fucking plan for a Heisman contender. He had a quarterback. He had a quarterback that answered MSU's game plan. MSU's game plan surely was stop the run, stop the run, stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. And if Cade McNamara beats us, if he plays lights out, if he throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns, Fine. It is what it is. Cade McNamara was beating that game plan. Cade McNamara, Mel Tucker wanted the game to come down to Cade. It did. And Cade proved Mel wrong. And Jim Harbaugh got in the way. Jim Harbaugh said, you know what? Nah. I know Cade's playing lights out. I know he's the reason we're on the way to win this game. But now nah, let's get JJ in there. Let's get the five star. Let's get a little cute. I'm Jim Harbaugh. I'm smarter than everybody. I'm smarter than myself. Let's get the let's get JJ in there. Fumble. After he fumbled on the previous possession. Fumble. Let's talk about Jim Harbaugh in year seven making decisions, being ill prepared, costing you games against your arch rival, costing you shots at Indianapolis in year seven. Forget the college football playoff. Forget beating Ohio State. Forget everything. This guy's in year seven and hasn't even sniffed a trip to Indianapolis. Yeah, you got an Ohio State problem. So does everyone else. Yeah, you can't sniff Indy. Yeah, you can't sniff the playoff. This dude now can't even beat Michigan State. This dude's got a losing record to Michigan State. It's year seven. Michigan State was supposed to be bad this year. Michigan State was in a rebuild. Michigan State was supposed to finish at the bottom of the Big Ten East this year. They're 8-0. They're a top-five team. They just knocked off you, top-ten team, as an underdog, and they've got everything they want ahead of them in year two, a year they were supposed to finish bottom of the Big Ten. In year two, they're 8-0, top-five team. 
Michigan is in year seven. You were supposed to have Big Ten titles in year three, year four, year five. You're in year seven. You got a three and four record to your arch rival, and you've never sniffed Indy. You probably won't touch it again this year. You're going to go into year eight, a stale fucking program that makes excuses. Where are you at with Jim Harbaugh, Michigan fans? How can you be? How can you be okay with that? How can you have watched that game Saturday and allow him or want him to coach one more snap of football? He he made the decisions that cost you the game. Referees didn't put guns to his head. Referees didn't say, I'm going to kill you if you don't put J.J. in the game here. That was Jim Harbaugh thinking he was smart. That was Jim Harbaugh saying, oh, I know best. It was no secret that Kenneth Walker exists. Kenneth Walker wasn't a wolf in sheep's clothing. Kenneth Walker has been a wolf since the first carry of the season. Since the first time he touched the ball against Northwestern, everybody, I guess, outside of Michigan knows what Kenneth Walker is and has been. And Jim Harbaugh had zero fucking plan to stop him. How can you want that guy to coach another down of football at Michigan? I love it. He's ill-prepared. He's an arrogant asshole as well. He fits Michigan well. I'm sure he's sitting there talking to his wife today, talking about referees and making excuses because he's a fucking loser too. How can you want him to coach another down? Unbelievable game by Michigan State. Unbelievable game. That's what Michigan State does, dude. Kenneth Walker came out, did what Kenneth Walker does. The defense, they weren't great. They did what they needed to do. They tightened up when it mattered. They, they, what they give up in the second half, 10 points in the second half after a tough first half, they did what they needed to do. Mel Tucker did what he needed to do. He had the right game plan and it paid off. Spartan Nation showed up, was electric. Shout out to the Wolverine fans that were in East Lansing Saturday as well. One of the best games I've ever watched. Every time it felt like, uh-oh, Michigan's going to run away. Uh-oh, State. Like when State made it 14-13 for a second there, I was like, uh-oh, we're about to smash these guys. Michigan makes it 30-14. Uh-oh, we're about to lose. Michigan State comes back. Every time it looked like you had a beat on the game, something crazy happened. One of the best games I've ever seen. One of the best environments I've ever been in. This Michigan State team rules. This Michigan State team is special. Michigan. Back to the drawing board, baby. Back to the fucking drawing board. <sighs> Go green, dude. Go green. It's Purdue now. It's Purdue now. This was my gloat. Now it's Purdue. I don't know. I kind of want to do another episode where maybe we get a little more into the game and just talk about how special of a game it was because I did so much gloating today. I just couldn't help myself. Sorry. That's what happens when you kick Michigan's ass. So we'll see. Thursday we'll be back. We'll talk a little Lions, fucking losers, talk about losers. Um, we'll probably talk some wings. And uh, Stones, maybe. I don't know. They seem like it's going to be another year where nobody cares. So appreciate everybody listening. What a weekend. What a game. As always, go green. I will talk to you guys next time.